Have you ever wished that your world had more magic? Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a full-length spin-off of your favorite childhood series? Then we have a podcast for you. Hello everyone, I'm Claire. And I'm Kat. And this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction. The Dead of Time. Each episode, we read a chapter of this story. Which is rated explicit for language and adult sensation. So listen with headphones. Or don't. We don't judge. Without further ado, here's our recap of last week's chapter of The Dead of Time. can't listen to it beforehand (laughs) sorry continue there was a lot of arguing i remember and there was something about um oh god what's his name yeah serious he has like his panties in a twist and um let's (laughs) see what else happened uh horcruxes probably i don't know (laughs) And um, there was something about how they did some flashbacks because you kept doing that thing, which I think is kind of weird. And um, there was something about Ron getting his panties in a twist about stuff. And um, let's see. There was flu powder. Um, Let's see. They they, they fought those people that I didn't remember from the movie because I guess they were in the movie and I didn't remember who they were. And then they were arguing about something about Dumbledore and then Hermione had to get serious to like calm the fuck down, but he wouldn't calm the fuck down. And then there was something about Draco being an asshole like he always is. And um, then there were some what is it? There's some finger pointing crap about Snape and how Dumbledore died and all that junk. And then, yeah, that's what happened. You did so well. I think that's the longest recap you've given. Well, I'm trying to do better because I just got yelled at an hour ago for not being <laughs> able to remember things. <laughs> Um, so very, yes. So, uh, just to add a couple more details, um, Remus and Tonks had the baby. Um, they got the cup thanks to Draco going to Gringotts with the Death Eaters. And then they had to kill all the Death Eaters, like legit Avada them. So that was a big deal. And then they all split up to try and get back to Malfoy Manor. So that they can powwow there because apparently the ministry can track apparition. So uh, the panties and twists that you mentioned about Ron Weasley is because Draco splinched him and everybody gave Ron shit because it was only like two fingernails. And Hermione's like, I got splinched. Serious got splinched. You ain't got shit because you's a little bitch. So um, that was great. And then Sirius had apparated by himself out to Hogsmeade, got into Hogwarts via the Honeyduke's tunnel where he then killed Electo Caro by ripping her throat out and then he ran into Snape and there was a lot of finger pointing and they took the flu powder from Snape's office, the headmaster's office to Malfoy Manor and now everybody's together. 
One big happy family. Oh, and this is totally off topic, but if we have any listeners who are like mega Star Wars fans, will you please tell me if Yoda has a first name? If you say Parcheesi, that is not the correct answer. <laughs> Maybe he's like Madonna. Maybe that's just his entire name. Well, somebody told me that Family Guy says it's Parcheesi, and that's not right because they make crap up. And when I looked it up on the internet, there were so many different answers. So if anybody can tell me what Yoda's first name is, I'll give you a cookie. If anyone will send me a stuffed baby Yoda from the Mandalorian, Mandalorian, I will also send you a cookie because baby Yoda is pretty much my favorite now. But if the person that gives us these answers and or things is from... England or from Australia, the cookie might not be good when it gets there, but at least you'll you get can it. send us a digital cookie. Yeah, we could send. Or you can make cookies. a cookie and then take a picture of it and then tell us how it tasted. Okay. Well. I'm a visual eater, cat. Hey, you know people make videos off of that where people just listen to other people eat. So I guess oh my visual god, no, no, no! It's the ASMR videos, and I tried to listen to one, and I like had to turn it off because it was grossing me out, it, and it was just like crunching paper, and I was like, I can't do it. I have to quit. It was awful. Yeah, it is awful. Like the one Super Bowl commercial with the what's her face and the beer, and she's like doing it with the beer bottle and her nails, and I'm just like. No. No idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay, because no, because it was funny because the last Super Bowl, like there were all these, like I think it was like a Bud Light commercial where they're like, yeah, we don't use our beer and high fructose corn syrup. And then I think it was Lenny Kravitz's daughter, who's married to Jason Momoa, did a Michelob commercial. That's Lenny Kravitz's ex wife. Okay, whatever. So, anyway, she's doing one of those AM whatever the hell videos. With the, yeah, with the beer bottle. And she's, like, doing this on the thing and whispering, like, we don't have these ingredients in our beer. And then Brianna's with me watching the commercials with me. And I just said, and you have no high fructose corn syrup, do you? <laughs> because it was all about the corn syrup for the Bud Light. And I'm just like... Jesus, but yeah, they are kind of annoying. Oh my god, you need to send us the video, and then we can post that with the blog for this episode, because we have a website again, also it has a different URL, because I got fed up with the last group of reason. So we switched to Wix, thank you Wix, and we are now fwhpod.com, I figure, short, sweet, to the point. And if Kat will be so kind as to send me that commercial, I can go ahead and pop it in there so you know WTF we're talking about. Yeah. Mike. Anyway, without further ado, would you like to get into episode 11? Oh, snap. Oh, snap, dude. After this, we only have three more episodes till the end of season one. In the end of book one, which you know she is going to leave us on a cliffhanger. Yeah, well, can't be as big of a cliffhanger as Grey's Anatomy last night. Jesus. Don't you dare talk to me about that. I'm behind on it, and I don't want to talk about it. Well, you are like one of the few people I know that actually watch this stuff, so I have nobody to talk about it with. So you know what? Ross. If you're one of our fans and you're a Grey's Anatomy fan... 
drop us a GIF. Yes, I say GIF because it's graphic imaging, whatever, not graphic. It is not a GIF. It is a GIF. Anyway, actually, drop us- I heard recently that the the person who invented who invented it, it said it's, it's GIF. No, it's either oh, he way. Said it was, oh, God bless him. Wait, wait. We're recording a Harry Potter podcast. Merlin, bless him. Merlin's beard, Claire. Merlin's saggy testicles. Yeah, I, I think that comes later. You did tell me this gets dirty eventually, so. Brown chicken, brown cow. All right. On to chapter 11. Tell oh, us a story, geez. Claire. Read us a book. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. I can already tell. All right. Chapter 11. Closer than ever. May 1st, 1998. Oh, shit. Dude, Battle of Hogwarts is like... I think it's like the 2nd of May. We're almost there. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. All right. May 1st. Okay. Okay. Let everybody know that we're not actually drunk. We're probably both just sleep deprived because it is fairly late on a Friday. Hey, did I tell you the story about my sty? So my sty <laughs> is a spy and he used to be a private eye. Oh. Cat's recording with the puffy eye. Yeah, I can't see. It keeps watering. Oh, you can't see out of it? It keeps watering. So all I see is like that, like, teary like no yeah it's so fucking uh yeah back to our conversation this morning guess who's mad i'm moody now bitch shut up i actually looked it up because i wanted to know if it has a scar and i have to get it drained by an eye doctor so on the internet it's like yeah it leaves a scar on your eyelid and i'm like muggle mine is on my lower eye so that's not gonna help me and i told audrey i'm like i wonder if i could get them to make it a lightning bolt scar so i could be harry potter the opposite (laughs) i love you why did you I used to get styled all the time as a kid, and I just pulled out eyelashes until it went away. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, chapter 11. Not everybody could be like Brianna and trade massages for fake eyelashes, so that's just Oh, that's true. That, yeah, it is. Okay, oh my god. Chapter 11. <laughs> We're starting this. This is happening. <laughs> the Dark Lord is coming! The Dark Lord is coming! <laughs> it's not the Redcoats anymore, it's the Dark Lord! <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I <know> him. <laughs> One if by broomstick, two if by lake. What? Oh my god, you failed American history, didn't you? One if by... <laughs> it's the lantern thing. One if by land, two if by sea. Actually, it might be the other way. One if by sea. No, it's one if by land, two if by sea. Ew. Oh my god. Okay, no, we're starting. (laughs) (laughs) 
not even into the chat. Hey, this should, people be, a, this should be a NyQuil commercial because it's the best sleep you ever got with a cold medicine. So Jimmy can be sleeping on the NyQuil and you can just be laughing your ass off with his podcast <laughs> and he'll just be like, whatever. That is absolutely what's happening right now. He is past T-fuck out right now. Poor guy. He's so sick. Okay, the but... Dark Lord is coming. Shit. <clears throat> mm, oh. Sorry. <laughs> we're not reading this week <laughs> blooper reel blooper reel alright <sighs> May 1st 1998 the dark lord is coming Snape asked once everyone had arrived at his office he'd thrown up a carefully placed silencing charm somehow cutting off all of the portraits in the room most of them glared at him for doing so, but none more so than Phineas Nigellus, 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 fuck, I'm never going to be able to pronounce that right. Phineas Nigellus Black, who glowered at Snape in serious in turn. Harry stared at Snape for a long moment, his gaze, gaze accusing and his hand shaking with rage. Only Sirius's hand on his shoulder kept him from attacking. Yes, not like you didn't know. Harry, not now, Hermione admonished. Snape's focus flew to Draco. Does he have the snake with him? The young Death Eater paled at the mention of Nagini, but he gave a brief nod and turned to close the flue behind him, making sure they could not be followed. Hey, Claire, you want to hear a secret? Yeah. It's Nagini. God damn it! <laughs> Closer than ever, he disclosed. Happened after he found Bellatrix dead. Won't let the thing out of his sight. Snape's black eyes narrowed, and he turned around to face a large pensive on his desk. Looking extremely perturbed, he moved quickly to a large cabinet, opening it to reveal a opening it to reveal cupboards of files, mostly potions, but some easily recognizable as memories. Retrieving an empty bottle, Snape unstoppered it and brought his wand to his head. What's he doing? Ron asked loudly. Trying to concentrate, Mr. Weasley. And your silence would be indispensable if it can be managed. Snape glared at the redhead before closing his eyes, concentrating hard and letting his wand pull silvery strings from the side of his head, eventually twirling them around and pushing them into a large file in his hand. Securing it with the top, he held the file out to Harry. Take it. What is it? Harry asked. Those are memories. This, Snape gestured to the large rune-covered stone basin on the desk. I swear to Christ, I hear children screaming outside. <laughs> They're here! <laughs> I smell children! Sorry, I know. Halloween's over. I'm super butthurt about it. Anyway, this, Snape gestured to the large rune-covered stone based on the desk, is a pensive, if I remember correctly from your abysmal attempt at occlumency. You're acquainted with their use. I know what they are. What are they for? Harry snapped. Answers on the occasion of my unfortunate demise, Snape replied, and both Ron and Sirius snorted at the use of the word unfortunate. 
A death that is certain to be unavoidable as you've now apparently brought the Dark Lord to the doorstep of this institution. Now, if the rest of you plan on surviving the night, I advise the Gryffindors to head towards the seventh floor corridor. I knew it! Drake scowled. I knew that's where they'd all been hiding. Couldn't get in myself when I tried, though. Harry stared between Snape and Draco, concern written on his face at the mention of his housemates. When neither said anything more on the matter, he demanded, What's going on? Students have been going missing all year. They're in the room of hidden things. They had to have left someone in there at all times to keep the Slytherins out. Smart, Draco admitted. Must have been a Ravenclaw he added with a sneer, and all the Gryffindors in the room glared at him. You don't take offense to that? Uh, I don't. Of course a Ravenclaw would have thought of that. Okay. We're smart. Speaking of Ravenclaws, Snape interjected, Potter, you'll want to head to the West Tower on the fifth floor. Harry stared icily at his former professor. And why would I go where you tell me to? Because Death Eaters in the school were alerted by the Dark Lord that he would return to Hogwarts, and you were to be kept from Ravenclaw Tower. I assume you're looking for something? Snape queried, eyeing Harry. Er, eyeing Harry. Both Hermione and Ron avoided his stare. I'd wager that whatever you're looking for can be found there. Alright, quick pause. I have to send something to Hannah Beth because I'm an asshole. Fuck! No, wrong thing. No, okay. If I was a rich man. Then I'd have all the money in the world. If I was a wealthy people hated Frozen too. I've heard that, but like, somebody may have potentially ruined it for me, and if they did, I'm going to be real fucking mad. Yeah, that's a lot of butts. Well, I didn't really like the first one, so I don't really care, but music's good, though. Yeah. Panic at the Disco did a song for this one. Oh, I love Panic at the Disco. Fake Headlines Podcast has just followed us, along with Click Bites Pod. I followed a lot of podcasts today. I'm trying to network. Alright, she has everything she needs. And... Motherfucker... Okay, I'm good. Yeah, I came up with an idea today. You did? Yeah, you know, sometimes I have ideas. I know. They not may not be good ideas, but sometimes I come up with <laughs> ideas. 
Or if you're one of those weird people that say ideas. <laughs> oh my god, that gif is so stupid. Okay, so um, Snape is telling Harry that he needs to go up to Ravenclaw Tower to look for something. Snape turned to Draco. As for you, return to the Slytherin common room and keep them occupied, if you're able. Easy. Malfoy bowed his head in acquiescence before making his way for the tip for the <laughs> Snape turned to Draco. As for you, return to the Slytherin common room and keep them occupied, if you're able. Easy. Malfoy bowed his head in acquiescence before making his way through the door, quickly disappearing down the spiral staircase. And you? Oh, fuck. <clears throat> and you? Sirius finally asked. I'll be making my grand escape, coward that I am, Snape said sarcastically. I've been found out, after all. I still have orders to follow. You remember those, black? It's been a few years, I'll give you that. But if you recall, you had orders to remain within the confines of Grimmauld Place and not to go gallivanting about the ministry and getting yourself killed. I love that word, gallivanting. Don't. A wand was raised and pointed in Snape's direction. Sirius smiled wryly as Hermione's brown eyes flashed in the flickering light as she glared daggers at her former professor. Just as I thought. Snape almost grinned. Touchy subject, Miss Granger. Or is it Miss Pop? Snape slowly began, his gaze drifting to Sirius, who cut him off with a low snarl. We are leaving. Now, Sirius interrupted, his eyes narrowing dangerously. Snape stared at Sirius for a long moment. Sirius broke eye contact first and turning. Er, Sirius broke eye contact first, turning and ushering Harry, Ron, and Hermione out the door. Once the trio started down the stairs, he spun on Snape viciously. What are you playing at? I've had a feeling for several years, but thought it was impossible. I almost didn't place her, Snape drawled. But the way the girl dotes upon you and comes to your defense, raising her wand in threat, even. He sneered at Sirius and scoffed loudly. For Potter? Perhaps. But for you? I imagine if the wolf was here, she'd be raising her fist, the violent little. Aren't you supposed to be making your grand escape? Sirius snapped, storming out of the room and flicking his wand to slam the door violently behind him before Snape could say another word. What was that about? Harry asked immediately as Sirius rejoined them. Nothing. Snape's an arse. Sirius replied as he moved towards the grand staircase. He seemed to know something about Hermione, Harry began again, but Sirius stopped him, mid-thought. Harry, I'm sorry, but now is not the time to be questioning the words of Severus Snape. We've got jobs to do, right, son? He put his hand on Harry's shoulders, trying to get him to focus. Now, Ravenclaw Tower? Harry shook his head. I don't even know what I'm looking for. I know it'll be something small like the rest, and it'll probably have belonged to Rowena Ravenclaw. Rowena Ravenclaw. Sorry, Rowena. I say, let's go to the room of requirement and maybe see if there's a Ravenclaw who could help. Might be the diadem, Sirius suggested offhandedly as they walked. What's a diadem? Ron wondered. It's like a tiara, Hermione explained. 
But wait, how do you know about the diadem? She asked Sirius. I only heard about it because Luna's a Ravenclaw and she was mumbling about it on a train one year. We all went looking for the thing in fourth year, Sirius disclosed with a shrug. James, Remus, oh my god. It's going to be a long episode, kids. We all went looking for the thing in fourth year, Sirius disclosed with a shrug. James, Remus, Wormtail, and he stopped, changing his train of thought. And I. Did you four ever study? Hermione demanded in exasperation. Sirius laughed in reply and winked at her. If we make it through this, I'll tell you all about how I got nine OWLs. Nine? Hermione screeched, her eyes wide. That's impossible. I got 11 and I nearly killed myself doing it. She stormed ahead of him in a huff with pearls. Can I help you? You okay? The dead awakened. Nine! Hermione screeched, her eyes wide. That's impossible! I got eleven and I nearly killed myself doing it. She stormed ahead of him in a huff, her curls, which had recently loosened into soft ringlets that fell gently down her back, frizzed up, sparking at the ends with agitation as she moved. Sirius, Ron, and her er, Sirius, Ron, and Harry snickered from behind her. Once they reached the seventh floor, Harry rushed to the entrance of the room of requirement while the other three remained behind, watching silently as Harry paced back and forth in front of the empty wall across from the tapestry of Barnabas the Barmy. As though the room had been waiting for Harry's arrival, a door appeared on the wall in front of him. Slowly, he reached for the handle and opened the door, stepping inside. The other three followed him in. The room was enormous and looked rather like the interior of a particularly sumptuous treehouse, or perhaps a giant ship's ca cabin. Multicolored hammocks were strung from the ceiling and from the balcony that ran around the dark wood paneled and windowless walls, which were covered in bright tapestry hangings. They saw the gold Gryffindor lion emblazoned on scarlet, the black badger of Hufflepuff set against yellow. Pause for house pride. Be proud of your house. You said to pause. Yeah, I meant I'm pausing for you to go like whoop whoop. Oh, I thought it was like a moment of silence thing. <laughs> Not morning Hufflepuff. Heck no. Is Hufflepuff the best? Heck yeah, because that's what I am. And what do little Hufflepuffs do? We puff and we puff and we blow them muggles down. Oh. Well, I was going to say puff, puff, pass, but sure. I am not a stoner, Claire. No, but I'm pretty sure Hufflepuff was. They were right next to the kitchens. Maybe they just like to eat. That's true. Anyway, the black badger of Hufflepuff set against yellow, and the bronze eagle of Ravenclaw on blue. The silver and green of Slytherin were noticeably absent. There were bulging bookcases, a few broomsticks propped against the walls, and in the corner, a large wizarding wireless in a wooden case. Harry? A voice called from below the steps that led into the room. Sirius looked down to see Neville, Alice and Frank's boy, looking up at Harry with shock and elation. One eye swollen yellow and purple, visible gouge marks on his face. Oh, look, it's Cat! What? 
One eye swollen yellow and purple. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you can go Get it? Because you got a sty. You can go suck a wand. You can go suck something. <laughs> you can go suck this worm tail. You done? Yeah, because I can't come up with anything else. But seriously, you can suck it. Oh, I had one more of me. Harry! He yelled and rushed up, taking his friend in a tight embrace. At Neville's shouts, more followed. Harry? It's Potter! It's Potter! Ron! Hermione! Is that Sirius Black? I thought he was dead! Neville! What is this place? Harry asked, eyes wide as he took in the giant Wait, room. pause. What was that? What? I thought he was dead. Sirius Black. Yeah, but why'd you say it like that? I don't know. I was doing a bunch of different voices. Yeah, in your head. Mm. Okay, get back to long bottom. Neville, what is this place? Harry asked, eyes wide as he took in the giant room. Oh, it's the room of requirement. <laughs> Requirement, of course, <laughs> Neville exclaimed. I knew Sur- that. <laughs> they already said that in the chapter like twice. <laughs> this is why I am not going to be a medical doctor. Anyways. Uh, it- room of requirement, of course, Neville exclaimed. Surpassed itself, hasn't it? The caros were chasing me, and I knew I had just one chance for a hideout. I managed to get through the door, and this is what I found. Well, it wasn't exactly like this when I arrived. It was a lot smaller, and there was only one hammock and just Gryffindor hangings, but it's expanded as more and more of the DA have arrived. What's the DA? Um, DA. DA. Dark Avengers. Diagon Alley. Diagonelli. It's not Diagon Alley. Why? Think think fifth movie. Yeah, I got nothing. What club did Harry and Hermione and Ron found? The Dark Avengers. Close enough. Dumbledore's army. Oh shit, I knew that. Fuck I know you that. knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Wait, wait, wait. Alrighty then. There we go. Well, I could have did love actually be like shitting as head and whole. <laughs> I love that part of that movie. Like, it's it's my, my favorite, favorite movie. <laughs> and I, every time, and my dad's like, I really wish you wouldn't. <laughs> and the Caros can't get in. Harry wandered aloud, the hell looking the around for the door. The Sirius just killed Electo. It's the Who's brother Electo? and sister pair. Electo Caro. It was a brother and sister pair. So they didn't go into this as much in the movies, but Electo and Amicus Caro, Electo being the woman, Amicus being the guy, they were brought in to teach dark arts, not defense against the dark arts, just dark arts. And I think, uh, I don't remember, I I don't know if they taught it simultaneously or what. No, 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 no. One of them taught dark arts. The other one taught muggle studies, but muggle studies became like how to exterminate muggles. 
and why muggles are terrible. And um, they basically, they, they were the two that were really like torturing the students. Okay. What? The Caribs? Yeah, I spotted old Electo on my way in. She, oh shit, that wasn't Neville. Um, and I skipped ahead anyway. Gross. And the Caribs can't get in. Harry wondered aloud, looking around for the door. Only need to worry about one now anyway, Sirius breezily commented. Harry turned to look at him. What's that? What? The Caribs? Yeah, I spotted old Electo on my way in. She's allergic to dogs, Sirius said with a devious grin. Hermione frowned at him. Do I even want to know? She pulled a wand on me, Sirius said hastily. It was all in defense, love, I promise. I didn't even have a wand in my hand. Hermione narrowed her eyes. Did you have hands? Trust me, Hermione. If you knew the Electo Caro that I knew growing up, you wouldn't give her memory a passing thought. Or her brother either. In fact, I'm looking forward to a little reunion with Amicus. Can you just, I don't know, try to avoid trouble? She pleaded with him, a stern look on her face. Is that even possible? You act like I purposely walk into fights, Sirius said accusingly. If you haven't noticed, I've been pretty adept at not dying this year, and the only fights I get into are when I'm being attacked. Hermione folded her arms over her chest. Could you be a little less enthusiastic about it? I have very few outlets for my energy, Sirius contended, his jaw tight. At least this way I'm bloody helpful. You're a freaking dog. You have many outlets for your energy, you butthead. I can think of a few outlets for his energy. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Hermione's Chamber of Secrets. (laughs) (laughs) You kill me this episode. You're on your game. Can we just record like this every night? I don't know. You're the one with the schedule. Yeah. Also, I do feel like we owe you guys an explanation. One of the reasons that things have been delayed is partially because of poor Hannah Beth having to deal with the broken bones in her husband. Um, The other issue is that I just got a new job, which is super exciting because it's a super wonderful opportunity and I am so blessed to have it. Hashtag blessed. But it is a, instead of a 20 minute commute to work, I now have a 90 minute commute to work. And a 90-minute commute back, which means I leave my house at 6 o'clock in the morning and I don't get home until 6.30 at night. And it's actually, no, no, I leave my house at like 5.30 in the morning and I get home at 6.30 at night. So I'm out of my house for 13 hours a day. It is exhausting, which means I have less time to record, which sucks. But we are working on getting better and we have big plans for season two, so this doesn't happen anymore. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I sit in front of my computer all day and read studies about the workplace. <laughs> I literally hate you so much at this moment, but it's mainly because I had a two-plus-hour commute to work this morning because Tennesseans can't drive in the rain. Anyway. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Are they always like this? Neville hey, it's not Harry. plagiarism if we say, anyway, the dead of time. Oh. That's true. 
Sorry. Are they always like this? Neville yeah. whispered to Harry, who merely rolled his eyes, dipped his head in confirmation, and walked away from his feuding godfather and best friend. Hermione clearly heard the comment because she glowered at Harry, watching as he moved into the crowd to be welcomed by old friends and acquaintances. I need to speak to any Ravenclaws, Harry declared. Luna's blonde hair stood out as she made her way through the crowd. They had only seen her a day earlier at Shell Cottage and had no idea that she had planned on returning to Hogwarts. Luna, is there anything at Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw. <laughs> Can't even say the name of her own house, people. Luna, is there anything in Ravenclaw Tower that might have belonged to Rowena Ravenclaw? Might be small. Maybe have an eagle on it? Harry asked. Luna stared off into space. Well, there's her lost diadem. Sirius chuckled. Told you. Told who what? Someone said from behind Sirius. As they all turned to look, Ginny climbed through the hole in the wall, closely followed by Fred, George, and another boy. Ginny gave Harry a radiant smile and Sirius grinned at the blush that washed over his godson's face. I knew there was something still there, Sirius commented to Hermione. Of course there is. He only ended things with her to keep her safe. Hermione smiled as Ginny approached Harry and pulled him into a tight hug. He's like James that way, Sirius frowned. Always tried to keep Lily safe. He's like you that way, Hermione beamed up at him. You keep us safe. You've kept me safe. Sirius scowled, his tone low and somber as he said, I let you be tortured. She's gone. I can't have that day or moment back, but she's not out there looking to finish the job. Hermione took a slow, deep breath as if to remind herself of those very facts she was so eager to use to calm Sirius down. I owe that to you. I thought you said you didn't like me fighting. Sirius scoffed lightly, hoping to break the tension of the sober moment. I don't like you in harm's way. There's a difference. I'll admit, it's a fine line. She looked up and Sirius grinned at her. A very fine line, she added, narrowing her gaze at him. Reckless and brave are very different things, Sirius. Good thing I'm a Gryffindor then, huh? We're very well known for our bravery. Weren't you almost put in Slytherin, she teased, laughing when he glared at her in reply. I'm going to Ravenclaw Tower, Harry announced as he approached Hermione and Sirius, a look of determination on his face. Luna's going with me so I can get inside. It's a shot in the dark, but I think the diadem is something he'd use, you know? We're coming with you, Hermione said. No, stay here. Fred said he contacted the order to let them know what was happening. They should show up, and when that happens, I need you here to fill in the blanks. He's on the way, and we need to act fast. While I'm gone, Harry whispered, deal with the cup. Okay. Oh, sure. Okay, Hermione hugged Harry tightly. Please, stay safe. We'll see you soon, love. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> The hippogriff in Claire's head has just deceased. I thought Sirius was talking to Harry, and I was like, that's a fucking weird thing to call him. We'll see you soon, love. Sirius moved for the door, only to be stopped by Harry's hand on his forearm. No, Sirius, you stay here. 
Sirius almost growled, his eyes wide. I'm not letting you out of my sight. Yes, you are, Harry insisted. I need you to stay with them, especially Hermione. He leaned in and sighed. When Ron destroyed the locket, it it fought back in a way that almost overpowered him. Got inside his head and showed him ugly lies, preying on his insecurities and weaknesses. When I destroyed the diary, it nearly killed me. I need someone here with her. They both looked back at Hermione, who was digging in her beaded bag, more than likely looking for the sword of Gryffindor in the cup. Sirius, I trust you to take care of her. Fine, Sirius begrudgingly agreed. But you get right back here, he said, in what little fatherly voice he could summon up. He thought he could imitate what he imagined James would have sounded like in this situation, but failed miserably. He should have imitated Lily. That girl's temper would have stopped a rampaging chimera. I promise, Harry smiled, and then disappeared through the door after Luna. Ron, Hermione approached the redhead. Sirius and I are going to take care of the cup. I'm coming with you, Ron declared. No, someone needs to be here when the order shows up. You need to get them all up to date. We all have jobs now. Yours is to help Neville rally the troops. Hermione glanced back at the gathered students and let out a nervous sigh. Maybe figure out how to get some of them out of here. The younger students shouldn't be fighting in a war. Ron frowned. None of us should be fighting in a war, Hermione. No, I suppose not. She lowered her gaze to the cup in her hand. All right, let's get going. Stay safe, Ron. She smiled and hugged him tightly before turning on her heel and stepping towards Sirius. As he opened the door for her, Sirius cast a look back at Ron, who was joined by Neville. He gave the boys a nod, hoping that his silent support would be properly conveyed. Where to, kitten? he asked as they moved down the corridor. Hermione clutched the cup tightly, passing the sword of Gryffindor over to him as it was too heavy for her to carry and still move swiftly as she needed to. I'm... I'm not sure. I don't know where in the castle would be safe. Under normal circumstances, I would have suggested the room of requirement. She began to wear her bottom lip between her teeth anxiously. Why didn't I think to ask Harry for the map? You're forgetting one very important resource you have at your disposal, Miss Granger, Sirius grinned, puffing out his chest. The person who made the map in the first place. There isn't a passage in this castle that I don't know about. Speaking of which, there's a perfectly secluded one on the fourth floor behind a mirror. Nope, Hermione shook her head. Caved in years ago. You're forgetting that Harry, Ron, and I used the map to navigate all of those secret passages you're so proud of, she said, with a bit more snark in her voice than she generally let out. The tone made Sirius chuckle deep in his throat. I know it's caved in, but I haven't seen it in years. Is it completely caved in, or is it just blocked on the other end? It's just blocked, she paused and then let out a frustrated sigh, evidently upset that he had arrived at the conclusion before she had, which essentially makes it a private secluded room with only one entrance. Her eyes widened as she realized the implication. You're brilliant. Glad you're starting to see things my way, kitten. Sirius beamed and followed her as they made their way down the shifting staircase to the fourth floor. He turned, heading down a long hallway that came to a dead end where the large mirror hung on the wall. Quick pause. What are you thinking so far? Um. 
Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Ugh. Am I supposed to think something? You will be soon. Also, I had to... I needed you to talk so I could scroll to the bottom and see if what I know happens next happens in this chapter or the next chapter. I was partially right. It's both chapters. But... Glad you're starting to see things my way, kitten. Sirius beamed and followed her as they made their way out. The shifting... Yes, 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 yes. I can't read, cat. I know, I can't read either. It's fine. Hashtag dyslexic. Yeah, that's my excuse. What's your excuse? You got homeschooled. Traumatic brain injury? Oh, what, is that not good enough for you now? Ain't nobody love me better. <laughs> Make me happy. Make me feel this way. Oh, shit. I had the wrong song. <laughs> I should have said, if I only had a brain. That's just mean. <laughs> yeah? Well, you know what else is mean? Called my ass Bad Eye Moody. That's You mean. called me Bad Eye Moody for a lazy eye that I can't fix. That wasn't my fault. That was Jimmy's fault. He started I that. have convergence insufficiency. I've lived with this my whole life, and now you're making fun of me. And now hey, I did not start calling you that. Jimmy started calling you that when you guys like were into your relationship, because I remember you sending me that, and I laughed. Wait, you mean when we were into our relationship like before we got married, so now we're just kind of like, eh? Yeah. Oh, that's hurtful. There's a difference. Yeah, there is. Because now you don't give a shit if he knows that you poop, but before you didn't want him <laughs> to know that you pooped. <laughs> that that curtain of secrecy was lifted way early on because no one in his like. I feel like when you start dating someone, there's like that sort of curtain of artifice where it's like, oh yeah, no, I definitely don't get drunk on red wine and throw up on occasion. No, I would never do that. What? Me have B.O. That's not a real thing. And Jimmy, just from the very beginning, he was like, yes, it fucking is. Shut the fuck up. And I was like, oh. I don't okay. crop dust people in the Disney store. I don't do It was do one time. <laughs> it was before I knew that I was allergic to potato or Potato starch intolerant, and I ate an entire thing of poutine with you. Oh, at least you didn't throw up pink shit in front of a Wendy's. Yeah, that was pretty good. But that was technically my fault, just because you said you wanted to get drunk. So I got you drunk, and I did it in, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and you're just sitting there eating a baked potato, and Brianna's eating a sandwich, just watching me throw up. And I'm just like, what is wrong with y'all? And you're like, nursing school, man. To be fair, I think at one point Brianna was like, mm, I can't eat. You keep vomiting. And I was just like, eh. Oh my god, my eye itches so bad. Fuck my life. Didn't you dye the concrete pink for like a month? Yeah, because when I walked past there like a couple weeks later, it was still pink and I just laughed and I was like, eh, I did that. I should have taken a picture of that. 
Didn't uh, I get you one of those uh, coordinate bracelets with the location of that Wendy's? Yes, and you had the grainy <laughs> pink, and then I thought I lost it in your car, but then you found it and mailed it to me, and I'm like, yeah! <sighs> Still one of my better gifts. Yeah, well, I ordered your Christmas present today, and I get one too, so I'm excited about it, because I was just bitching uh-huh. about how I couldn't think of anything yesterday, and all of a sudden, Instagram ad, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got you some stiffs for your pin board. Okay, they don't care. <laughs> no, fine. Alright, anyway, so. Drop us a comment in the box below. Do you care about any of this? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if any of y'all have any home remedies for a sty, that would be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shit. Oh my god, we're at like 52 minutes already. Okay. A Parisium! Uh... <laughs> what? I'm pretty I don't know. Sure not... I know we're not there yet, but it's a oh, funny oh, 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 okay. I see it. I see it. It's a funny um, Glad you're starting to see things my way, kitten. Sirius beamed and followed her as they made their way down the shifting staircases to the fourth floor. God, I he hate turned. how he calls her kid. It's so like Don Draper. Ugh. Sorry. Uh, I love Don Draper. I do too, but it's so like. When he makes his kids make him martinis, like, ugh. Anyway. He turned down a long hallway that came to a dead end where a large mirror hung on the wall. He reached out, pushing the mirror aside, and muttered, Eparatium. Just as he spoke, a doorway opened behind the mirror. Hermione smiled, and they both entered. Lumos, Sirius whispered, dimly lighting the end of his wand and looking around. Hermione was right. The back end of the passageway had caved in, completely blocking any chance of a secondary exit. He could not help but remember the last time he'd used this passage. Dun, dun, dun. As the door shut tightly behind them, the room fell into utter darkness, save for the soft glow from Sirius's wand. This will make things easier, Hermione said, reaching into her beaded bag and retrieving a glass jar. At her wandless silence, I heard that. That's nice. Your hearing's fine. At her wandless silent spell, a bluebell fire erupted from Hermione's fingertips, and she immediately caught it in the jar, as though the flickering flames were nothing more than harmless fireflies. She grinned up at Sirius and sealed the jar, setting it down on the floor to allow the fire to light up the passageway. After setting the horcrux on the ground in front of her, Hermione reached an empty hand out to him, silently requesting the sword. Sirius hesitated for a moment, remembering Harry's words to him. The horcruxes fight back. His heart thudded in his chest in anticipation of whatever fight the little goblet would serve up, but he relented and handed the sword to Hermione. Be careful, love, he whispered, as he nervously watched her move closer to the cup. How did they destroy the cup in the books, movies? Didn't we just have this conversation about the multiplying? No, 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 no. That's when they were retrieving it. How did they destroy it? Yeah, like I remember that. Hermione and Ron went down to the Chamber of Secrets. And then they stabbed it with a basilisk fang and the water came up and soaked them. 
Muggle, that was not a cup. That was the diary. That was in the second book. And that was Harry destroying it with a basilisk fang after getting bit by the basilisk. However, well, I don't remember them stabbing a cup with a fang. How the hell can you stab a cup with a fang? Can we start a petition to get Kat to rewatch movies seven and eight? Yes. Hey, Good. there's a Harry Potter marathon on this weekend. I tweeted about it. Shut I up. I saw that. I'm proud of you. Watch six and seven. Seven and eight. Six, seven, and eight. Watch all of them. She slowly approached, taking small, deliberate steps toward it. The sword looked heavy in her hands, but Sirius knew she could lift it with ease. She was a Gryffindor, after all, and the sword was meant to be wielded solely by the hands of true Gryffindors. One step closer to the cup, and the Horcrux began to shake, as though anticipating the oncoming attack. As she took yet another step forward, a cold, high voice rang out. Hermione looked prepared for the attack, but Sirius was not. Sirius Black, the voice hissed, stopping both Hermione and Sirius in their steps. I can see your fears. Sirius's attention quickly fell on Hermione's form, silently willing her forward to stab the bloody thing before it got too chatty. I see your heart. The past is your weakness. Sirius growled. No shit. And so is the girl. It's doing something. Hermione. <laughs> you fucking think? Sorry. It's doing something, Hermione said, staring down at the cup that appeared to be filling with liquid, eventually overflowing onto the ground. Please be water. It was water. Rapidly flowing water. Before either of them knew it, they were standing in a foot of it, the cup submerged beneath the surface. Hermione moved towards the horcrux, but the closer she brought the sword, the faster the water rose, making it harder to move. Soon she found herself standing waist-deep in the swiftly filling room. Kill that fucking thing, Hermione! Sirius, I can't reach it! Behind her, Sirius aimed spell after spell, trying to dam the flow of the liquid that was rising up the walls around them. Nothing was working. Shit, he shouted reaching for her, but as soon as his fingers touched the, her skin, the water around them began sloshing about in a circular motion like a whirlpool. Hermione screamed and slipped, the waves dragging her beneath the surface. Sirius lunged for her but missed, losing his wand in the process. Hermione! The jar of bluebell flames floated beneath the surface, light bobbing through the water against the walls as it whirled around in the depths of the waves. Hermione! he called again, but there was no answer. When the jar of fire moved closer to him, Sirius caught it and held it above his head, desperately searching but not finding her within reach. His attention turned downward as the water reached his neck, and his gaze focused on a large shadow in the depths below and the glimmer of something shiny and gold. He took a deep breath just before the water came up over his head, sealing them in as it touched the roof above. Lighting his way with the jar, Sirius swam down in search of Hermione, fighting against the current that tried to carry him away. His eye caught another glimmer, but instead of the determination he had felt when he spotted the cup at the bottom, bottom of this watery tomb, the sight of the sword of Gryffindor made his heart sink. He had last seen it in Hermione's grip. Panic flooded him, and he instinctively reached for the hilt of the sword, gripping it tightly. A nearly overwhelming part of him wanted to find Hermione to save her, but the very small, logical part of his brain fought back with a vengeance. The Horcrux was to blame, and even if he found her, he couldn't hope to save her while he was still being drowned by a bloody goblet. Seriously, you read all that like you're an auctioneer. 
Do I hear 200? Do I hear 200? All right, I'll slow down. Sorry, I was getting into it. Sirius swam, moving swiftly despite the fight the Horcrux was putting up, as well as the awkward length of the sword in his hand. He caught sight of the cup and, even though the water pushed in against his chest, forcing what little oxygen was left from his lungs, he brought the tip of the blade up and thrust it down, stabbing through the center of the object. The cup began to shake violently as black liquid seeped out, swirling into the water around it. Sirius propelled himself backward to avoid the dark liquid. He struggled against the water around him, trying to kick his way to the surface of the sinking water level, catching only a brief glimmer of hope in the form of broken rubble in the passage exit where cracks in the cave allowed the water to swiftly escape. When his head finally broke the surface, he let out a loud gasp, taking in air as deeply and quickly as possible, coughing up water that had forced its way down his throat during the struggle. Catching his balance as his feet hit the ground, the water finally having drained enough to allow him to touch the floor, Sirius scanned the room, searching for Hermione. The jar that enclosed the flames clinked against the hard floor and spun across the ground as the water all but evaporated from the room. He finally saw the silhouette of a small witch crumpled in the corner of the room. Hermione! His name, her name. Her name was a mournful cry as he rushed to her, pulling her against himself and tilted her head back, face pale, body lifeless, eyes closed, and skin ice cold. Renovate, he yelled, but nothing happened. He focused, his entire torso tight with desperation. Renovate! His entire world threatened to close in on him as her body remained limp in his arms. Say what? She did. Apparently. Boom, also, story Draco's over. Draco's dad kind of looks like Fabio. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? Well, because I've been watching the Harry Potter marathon and the Chamber of Secrets is about to end and it was the scene when um, Draco's dad is in... Dumbledore's office with Harry and I just looked at him and I'm like he kind of looks like Fabio you're weird I know by the way we need to talk about the voicemail you left me the other day because I could not understand a word you said yeah also by the way did like a couple days before that or whatever when you called me and I didn't answer, I was very disappointed that you did not leave me a voicemail that said, you don't love me! You don't care about me! Why don't you pick up the phone? Okay, I love you. Talk to you later. <laughs> I was very disappointed in you. Like I was like, how dare you? That's my complaint for the day. That's the fact that this shit itches and it won't stop watering and I can't see shit and... Alrighty guys, it's time to give a big shout out to our wonderful Fox 
producer patrons from Patreon. We appreciate you guys. These are people who donate $10 or more to us every month. We appreciate everything you do for us. Thank you so, so, so much. We'd like to give a big shout out to Krista, Carissa Horton, Kelsey Malilo, Ryder, Ashley Enstrom, Martina, Elise Wolfson, Jillian Foles, Claire Luciano, Miranda Eskew, Sophie Segator, and Laura Rivers. Thank you so much, you wonderful, beautiful foxes. We love you, betches. And Kat doesn't, because she laughs. Betches. I said betches. It's with an E, so it's not actually a curse word. Whatever. Anyway, um, as we mentioned, big changes happening. We are working on improving our social media presence. We are working on uh, fixing... No, not fixing, improving our Patreon experience. We have now adjusted things. We have altered our tiers slightly. Those who are paying something higher aren't going to lose anything. Those who are paying something less. The only thing uh, we're really gaining or we're really changing is that our dogs now get a shout out on our next episode and access to the Patreon exclusive AMAs with us, your hosts, and whatever guests we happen to invite on. Uh, Our... We're recording it tomorrow, but by the time this podcast comes out, hopefully it'll already be up. And that will be our AMA, which I don't know why we're calling it an AMA. We're not getting questions from you guys, and that's fine. We can just bullshit for an hour and record it and let you guys listen to it if you are so inclined, because we are hilarious. And this time we are going to have on our super awesome editor, Hannah Beth. We love you, Hannah Beth. She is wonderful, and we may or may not owe her a new laptop at some point, because I'm pretty sure she spit out her drink on her computer numerous occasions at this point. So, uh, sorry, not sorry. Anyway, um, the stags, you beautiful betches, still get your shout out in our next episode. You still get the AMA access. You also get a shout out on Twitter. If you have not already accepted that, please shoot us a message on Patreon and let us know what your Twitter handle is. If you don't have a Twitter handle, let us know what name you want us to use. You also get access to our very, very exclusive Q&A sessions with Shay Alani at the end of each season. With season one wrapping down, that means we are going to be filming that next month. Super excited about that. Up next, of course, is our wolfsies. We had a wolf announced last episode. I accidentally called them a dog because I'm an idiot and got our patron tears mixed up. I am so sorry. You are not a dog. You are a wolf. You are a proud, fierce wolf, and we love you. You get the shout-out. You get the AMAs. You get the Twitter shout-out. You get the Q&As. You also get a handwritten thank-you card signed by Cat and me, which is very impressive because I have to sign them myself and then send them to Cat so that she can sign them because we do not live anywhere near each other. And you also get a fire whiskey and honey decal. And if you are one of our foxy, foxy, foxy foxes, you get all of the aforementioned things as well as a Remus is Lupin decal. Cat. (laughs) And you also get an exclusive fire whiskey and honey producer decal with a gorgeous drawing of a fox courtesy of Blue Ivy, our wonderful, wonderful graphics designer. And you also get a hug. Hug! Bitch, now you just gave it to everybody. Now it's not exclusive. <laughs> so everybody, everybody gets, gets a, hug. a hug. That being said, um, I don't think we have anything else really big coming up other than if you are interested in attending LeakyCon in July slash August of next year, it is going to be in Orlando 
and I am going to be there and I am hoping to get Kat there but to do that we need your help because we need to buy her a ticket and my dog just figured out how to open a door I am so proud of you is daddy dying okay you don't seem upset so your dad's not dying that's fine anyway yeah so um for those of you who don't know I'm a military spouse and my wonderful wonderful spouse who is currently dying from the flu is shipping off on a deployment which means I will be left alone next summer. And to make sure that I'm not too sad when he leaves, I decided to treat myself. And I got myself a ticket to LeakyCon. Where the heck is he going this time? Eh, he's not going anywhere dangerous. He's just going to Europe. But it's for nine months, so it sucks. But. I want to go to Europe. Right? I'm like, can I come with? Hello? But because I cannot come with, I am going to LeakyCon. And without me, that's why we need your help, Patreon fans. We would very much like to also have Kat join us up there so that we can hang out. And I believe the fanatical fanfic people will be there. And we love that podcast. Uh, there is also a artist. Her name is Sydney. And it's, I can't remember her Twitter handle right now. We will post it on the blog. Oh, oh I got it. I got you it. You have it? I got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. You don't it's, got it. Yes, I do. I have it right here. I have it right here. Her name is. Her name is. So the real shims lady stays up. Hannah it's Beth, we're going to need. Sketch. Sid Sketch. S-Y-D Sketch. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Sid Sketch, if you want to go check it out on Twitter, did an amazing portrait of Kat and I for my wedding. It was her maid of honor gift. And it is my wedding dress and her maid of honor dress. And we both have wands. And Kat's is glowing yellow because she's Hufflepuff. And mine is glowing blue because I'm a Ravenclaw. And it is the cutest thing I've ever seen. I am madly in love with this. So, support her. Support Fanatical Fanfics. Uh, support a lot of podcasters. This is hard. We appreciate everything you do for us. It's awesome. But... Uh, if you want to contribute to us on Patreon, it really does. It helps us. And God knows we need to get Catherine a better microphone. So that is our next big purchase is going to be getting Kat a new mic. We are also looking at getting business cards so that we can hand those out to people and getting... Who the hell hands out business cards? You would cards? be surprised. I actually had people when I was in Las Vegas. They were like, oh, you do a Harry Potter podcast? My daughter loves Harry Potter. Do you have a business card? And I was like, damn it. No, I don't. So I'm getting business cards. We're getting business cards. It's going to have both of our names on it. And we can just underline which one we are or not. doesn't matter. Let them guess. Let them not know which one we are. Dun, dun, dun. But... We are getting official people. We are growing enough to do that. We have 33 patrons. You guys are really helping us out. We are, uh, as of as of December 1st, no, December 3rd is when it cashes up. But as of December 3rd, we will officially be in the black. The serious black. Which is super exciting. Serious black. Actually, you know what? Thank you, Brain Damage. I actually already ordered the business cards, come to think of it. They should be here soon. Woohoo! Um... I feel like there was something else I also ordered. Oh, yeah. I also ordered little stampies to put on the tops of our envelopes because the last time I shipped envelopes to Kat to get things sent out, a lot of the decals fell out and she didn't know who was who. So I have a stamp for the wolves and a stamp for the foxes so she can tell them apart. Yay! 
Yeah. Well, um, I couldn't tell because on your freaking Google Docs, you label shit weird. So how am I supposed to know? I have brain damage. She labels things weird. I do. I do. I do. I do. Anyhow. That's a real thing. And yeah. Okay. Shocker. We're real people. Okay. So this is going on really long. Anyway. We love you guys a lot. And we will uh, see you next Fire Whiskey Friday. And we're going to try really, really hard to be on time this time. Peace out. Muggles. Peace out, Muggles. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. A special thank you to Shailani for allowing us to read your story. And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episode. You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod. And on Twitter at FWHpodcast. And on our website, FWHpod.com. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support us and get extra content, please support us on Patreon. Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you. Amen to that sister muggle. See you next Fire Whiskey Friday. Don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you listen to. Have a magical day. Yeah, okay, I think that was really good. Okay. Alright, uh, I'm going to go take care of my husband because he sounds like he's dying, so I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye, Hannah Beth. Love you. I said her name right for one. I did. And when there are episodes early, she hates you for saying her name really. <laughs> I, I always say them both. I just kind of like hesitate between the Hannah and the Beth because I forget, and then I remind myself. So. Okay, bye. Sorry, Hannah Beth. Okay, bye.